It's that time, Gamer Nation. Grab your drinks, get some snacks, and plug in your headphones, because you are now connected to Next on the Sticks. Welcome, gamers of all ages. I'm your host, Zach Rogers, along with my co-host, Morgan Pangle. How's it going? Morgan. It is going excellent. You know, it's it's good to hear from you, man. And I was actually playing a little bit of Cars Racer, Cars Racer Rama myself, thanks to PlayStation Now. And how were you able to play that game? <laughs> See, the problem is you're playing it on PlayStation. Um, any game on PlayStation is inherently worse because of PlayStation. Uh, but we'll get into that in a few minutes. But I played it on DS, and I swear by the idea that I have never played a poor game on the DS. Every game I played on the DS was great. Uh, it was simple, uh, and it was fun. So I played Racer Rum on the DS, and it's a great time. So I'm sorry that PlayStation has let you down once again. You know, PlayStation hasn't always let me down, and especially from what we're going to talk about today, the retro consoles of PlayStation, specifically PlayStation 1 and the PlayStation 2. Now, let me tell you, Morgan, have you ever played on the PlayStation 1? I have not. I didn't have the pleasure of playing on the PlayStation 1. You are missing out, my friend, because this was a gem. I mean, this, this console was the very first, maybe not the very first, but the first to revolutionize the, the technology of using CD-ROM and using CDs, which significantly enhances graphics. Uh, but with the drawback of uh, longer loading times. But if you have the patience, then this is a system for you. It is a bit dated um, by now, but at the time it was very, very revolutionary. Like most of these consoles that we were talking about, especially the ones who were from Nintendo, go and listen to the Nintendo Retro and Modern Games and consoles. I This console was, again, something else. I... I it came out in 1995, but of course I was not born in 1995, but I had the chance and the pleasure of playing this when I was a kid around 2005, and the game I played the most, what had to be Crash Bandicoot 2, and Crash Bandicoot was basically the poster child of, <laughs> of the PlayStation um, it, it didn't start out that way. They were going to try and go in a different direction with a different mascot. And they were like, oh, why not do a bandicoot? So they did that. And they really created something special and something magnificent. And it really just kind of heightened the 3D um, gaming uh, at the time, especially with the, with the N64 out at the time trying to do the same thing, but especially with the CD-ROM, it... With the PlayStation 1 and Crash Bandicoot, it, the graphics were incredible, especially for the time. And the 3D platforming kind of took a whole new level with this. Yeah, I mean, I can equate it to Mario, but it's just it's something else. Uh, and let me tell you, I threw a lot of controllers in my day, breaking a lot of them. Because if you mess up once, if you just slip once, you're dead. You are gone, you are off the platform, and you're pretty much done, and you have to do the whole entire level over again. There are checkpoints, but not that many. I mean, my sanity was gone with this game, but also 
this game was the highlight of my childhood and I love playing it very much. I still I still crack crack open the PlayStation one like when I'm home and I plug it in, I play Crash Bandicoot, still plays and still plays well. I know they remastered it recently, but it just doesn't do it any justice. Hey, you, you crack know, open Morgan, consoles? Yeah, I crack open consoles. So you buy a new console every time you want to play because you break it by cracking it open? No. That's just a, it's just a it's just an expression. Oh, like cracking open a coal one. Got it. You crack yeah, open yeah, a console. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm, look out mm-hmm. for crack open console merch coming soon. <laughs> coming soon to a non-existent website near you. But yeah, Morgan, do you have any experience with Crash Bandicoot? Um, you know, I have seen a lot of Crash Bandicoot gameplay and I've played a little bit. Um they remastered Bandicoot on the for the newer consoles and a lot of the older games and um that was trendy for a while and I actually had some friends play it and I was able to play it a little bit. Um I don't have a whole lot of experience playing Crash Bandicoot, but I do know a lot about the characters. And like you said, it's kind of it was kind of the poster child for PlayStation and still is in a way um, the Crash Bandicoot series. So I don't have a whole lot of experience with it, but I can tell you it's an icon in the video game world. Yeah, it is. And I will I will love this series until the day I die. But now, Morgan, are you ready? I'm not SpongeBob, but I am ready. What are we ready for? <laughs> ready to rumble. We're going to talk about ready to rumble which is an amazing game. And uh, <laughs> if you ever heard, I can't do oh man, I can't remember the, the, the guy's name, but I think it was for um, WWE, but the guy was, let's get ready to rumble. And they literally just made an entire game off of that. Or no, not, not WWE, um, boxing, just regular boxing. But they literally made an entire game after that one one dude's like catchphrase uh and just line and it's freaking hilarious uh this game is (laughs) it's something else i mean it's really hard to take seriously especially with some of the character designs are just so wacky and like you have a guy who's like super buff and has like 30 pound guns on their arms and it's (laughs) but it's it's like any other fighting game kind of sort of but it's just boxing where you're one-on-one with somebody and you're trying to juke and dodge and evade and just punch them. Just a regular one, but <laughs> but it's just, it's again, it's something else with the crazy designs and just um, all the sounds and the and the actual music is kind of like a, like a hip-hop kind of feel, but it's just, it's so hard to take this game seriously. But <laughs> it's one I remember the, the most as a child, and I like played so much because it was so wacky. I, I don't have any experience playing Ready to Rumble. I've gotten a few fistfights before, but uh, not not Ready to Rumble. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of boxing games um, we've seen come out. We've seen uh, Mike. Uh, we've seen uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Um, we've seen uh, Wii Boxing. Um, we've seen the new game. Which I think it's called what, Arms on uh, on Nintendo Switch. That's got some type oh, of yeah. element of boxing or fighting in that degree. I mean, we've seen a lot of boxing games, and um, I'm a little familiar with Ready to Rumble in terms of a video game. Haven't played it. But um, like you said, it, it was born off of the ready to rumble. Um, let's get ready to rumble phrase. And it's crazy how something that uh, a catchphrase like that can turn into a whole video game. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't have experience playing it, but you know, I'm sure if I did, it, w- it would look a lot um, like a lot of other games that are popular in the boxing <laughs> category. And yeah, I mean, there are a ton of TV shows and movies and even like 
even music albums that come off of just like one word or one catchphrase and they roll over into a new idea and that's pretty much what Ready to Rumble was. But, you know, psst, Morgan, I got something for yes. you. Yes. You, you uh, we're going to talk up Yeah, we're going to talk about the PS2. Oh, let's go. Uh, I can't say I like that one quite as much as I like the other ones, but uh, we'll go with it. I'll take it. Um, Yeah, so the PS2, this is a console I have a lot of experience with um, because I grew up, this was my first real console was the PS2. I played a little bit of the Xbox, but it really was the PS2 that I first started playing um, a lot of. Um, And one of the games I remember getting at GameStop, you know, back when you grab a used game, I mean, you could still grab a used game, but when disc games were a lot more prevalent, I'm getting Resident Evil 4 um, at like eight years old, and it just scaring me just, oh my gosh. I mean, the first mission, you just walk into this town, and there's a dude with a chainsaw, and you got to be pretty good. I mean, people that speedrun that game, they still have trouble with the chainsaw part. That's the beginning. So my dad used to help me play it, um, and when I was at school, sometimes he'd play it a little bit to help me advance past the parts I couldn't get past, but it's actually a really long game, Resident Evil 4. Um and uh, it's an incredible game. Um, I think I like a lot of the Resident Evil series. I think some of them are duds, but I do think a lot of them are good. Mm-hmm. And Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorites. Um, and it's just one of the, the classics on the PS2. And the PS2 in itself is a, is a classic console. I mean, that, that startup, the, you know, one arm, when you get the PlayStation logo that comes up and the, you know, I don't know. It's, there was something magic about the PS2. And also hoping that uh, your save disc wasn't corrupted. Uh, something <laughs> magic about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had a lot of experience on a uh, PS2 playing the resident evil series, uh, and resident evil four really stuck out to me because it was, it's just such a good game. Um, I mean, obviously you play it now, it's easy to make fun of a lot of the terrible voice acting and like, mm-hmm. the, the plot being all over the place. I mean, there's more holes in that plot than there is in a Swiss cheese sandwich. I'm just, I mean, it's crazy. Um, but when you're eight years old and it's a thriller, I mean, you're having a, you're having a pretty good time. Uh, Zach, you have an experience on the resident evil train? I know you don't like zombies, but this isn't just zombies. This is creatures. Well, speaking of zombies, you you have gotten me into uh, to zombies lately with uh, Cold War, but not not really. I mean, the only the only really Resident Evil game I know is Resident Evil Seven, and that was more that's more of a first person kind of wall to wall horror game, and that freaked me out when I saw it. So uh, I don't really have a lot with Resident like a lot of experience with Resident Evil 4 um but I know there's a lot of clout with that um with that franchise and there there's always going to be hit and hit or misses um with a long standing series but uh I know especially with Resident Evil 4 when it released or like I know a lot of people talk about it like the the good old days like oh I remember when I played Resident Evil 4 on on PS2 and this game was amazing and and when they re-released it it sucked (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so but not not a lot of experience but i know it's a very good franchise um and the majority of the games are really good i mean the the new resident evil 8 looks scary but also looks amazing and uh, i think it's called evil village if i'm not mistaken and I might actually get into the series because of that. That is very that has intrigued me a lot. But I'm I'm not I'm not into a lot of horror movies or horror games. But maybe I can get into it. Yeah, a buddy of mine, uh, Iande Roberts, him and I played through an entire uh, session of Resident Evil Revelations last year. 
Um, we spent a good, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks playing through it together. Um, shout out to Andy Roberts, Cinema Talk. That's his podcast. Check it out. Um, but yeah, Resident Evil is one of those games that um, just the, the series, if you re- you don't really have to play it all to understand the story because the story changes so much and there's so many holes that it's really, you just enjoy it for what it is. Um, and it, it, it's scary, definitely, especially to an eight-year-old. Um, but a game that's less scary that I played and arguably, I mean, really one of my favorite games of all time is Spider-Man Friend or Foe. Now, this is, to me, was a revolutionary game um, <laughs> because you could turn the villains into heroes. It was great, let me tell you. Um, but, yeah, and Spider-Man Friend or Foe um, really was what got me. I mean, I love the Spider-Man Tobey Maguire, but I really started to learn more a lot about Spider-Man when I started to um, you know, fight and, and team up with um, some of his, uh, his enemies that I hadn't really heard of. I mean, you start out with uh, Prowler, um, which is a, a character mm-hmm. from the Marvel Universe, and uh, you eventually team up. Um, with, you know, you got Doc Ock, um, you know, uh, you have the Rhino, just Sandman, Venom. Um, and I hate to spoil uh, the game. I hate, I, you know, if, uh, turn it off now if you haven't played a game from the uh, late 2000s. But um, <laughs> Spider-Man Friend or Foe, you, Mysterio is the main actual villain. You can't turn him friendly because he's actually evil. Um, he's turning all the all the he- the villains evil against everybody. Uh, and then there's... Um, there's troops that he controls that are evil and then you basically um when you slap the villains out of their coma or like their trance they're like what happened and they don't they don't remember they're evil so you're like uh and it's so funny the dialogue you're like uh you know peter parker's hilarious he's like uh you were helping me save the world and they're like oh okay and it's just, but, and, and there's, you know, it's a very, uh, obviously it's a very linear game, but there's, you know, four levels, um, for each type of area and the final level is a boss fight. And that boss fight is a villain that you can eventually turn into a hero. Some more difficult than others. I remember I spent a long time on the rhino fight because that dude would one shot you. Rhino was tough. Um, but there's other fights like the Sandman fight. Piece of cake. Dude couldn't do anything. <laughs> um, which is just don't stand at me. Like, come on now I could do that. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man Friend or Foe was a PS2 classic. I played um, that. I, a couple of my friends played it too. We really enjoyed it. And that's what got me a lot into the Spider-Man series, like I said. And I just think uh, it was a really good game. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, Zach, I know you haven't played Spider-Man Friend or Foe um, because otherwise your life would be completely changed. Oh, uh, okay. it is a life-changing game. Is um, it? Yes. Just like Cars Race Rama, check it out, folks. Um, I tried Cars Race Rama. <laughs> you didn't try it on the DS. Oh, okay. Tried on the PlayStation, which no. is great, by the way. I love the PlayStation. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but Zach, do you have any experience with any type of Spider-Man games on the PlayStation consoles? Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you, man. Spider-Man. I'm not gonna let you tell us. I'm gonna move on. So that's okay. all we have today. For- <laughs> well, oh, okay. No, no, no. You don't don't cut me off because I'm going to talk about Spider-Man PS4. I know I've already talked about this before. Just I'm just gonna talk about it a little bit. And I mean, this game it really is amazing. And but I know Spider-Man friend or foe, Morgan. I like her. I've heard about this game and I've definitely heard like good things about it. And I don't know. It get it paved. I mean, a lot of these old Spider-Man games paved the way to Spider-Man PS4 and um, a lot of its open world um, swinging around and trying to catch the bad guys, and especially the dialogue. I, I've seen a little bit of the <laughs> Spider-Man friend of friend or foe and like seen, seen and listened to the dialogue, and I can tell a lot of Spider-Man PS4 dialogue and like his, Spider-Man's quipping, quip, quippiness, quipness? 
quippiness? I don't know. Quippidity. Quippidity. <laughs> that's right. But all all of his quips, I, a lot of them are the same. Despite are the same as Spider Man Friend or Foe, and especially all the older Spider Man games. And I don't know. It's just nice to see like newer games, especially with graphics and newer mechanics, to take take things from their roots from other games. And especially uh, going into like just talking about the PS2, um, I know this this console was very, very very popular. I'm pretty sure it's still the the best selling console of all time. Like tons and tons of games were pushed out for this console, and uh, it was advertised very well. And I I know um, growing up, I had a bunch um, bunch of friends own a PS2. And I mean, I played it sometimes. Not. I did, yeah. I played it sometimes over that their house, but I didn't own a PS2. I, I was an Xbox person um, through and through. Xbox, Xbox 360. But I mean, there are a ton of good games with this console, and this console really just stepped up what the PS1 was, and just added a bunch of features. And uh, it. It is a very good example of what the Nintendo Switch is with the Wii U and what the 360 is with the Xbox. Um, just building on your predecessor and just elevating um, what you already have. Yeah, I moved from the PS2 to the 360 and then to the One and then hopefully to the newer Xbox console. Um, hopefully if we could get some merch out, then I can afford <laughs> a new Xbox console. But um, I get what you're saying about being Xbox through and through. And But I actually, I, I, there was that period of my life where I had the PS2. Um, and you know what? It was great. I mean, I, I'm, I hate PlayStation through and through, but PS2 still has a special place in my heart. My heart that hates PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just, I don't know. I like, I recently got uh, a PS4. Uh, a couple months ago and for free like it's something about the exclusives that keeps drawing me back and playing and i'm really considering buying the ps5 if you go back to our first episode i'm like oh i'm gonna get the series x or the series s because i love xbox but i'm kind of stuck like a rock in a hard place i don't know which one to get if i had if i had the chance to get one because they're so hard to get but definitely i i love xbox and i will never stop loving xbox but I don't know. My future might be within PlayStation. We'll see. But I can I can say wholeheartedly that the PS2 was an amazing console, and it will probably still be the best selling console ever. Maybe the Nintendo Switch can catch up, but I don't know at this point. Well, that's all we have for y'all today. Thank you for tuning in this week, and tune in next week for more awesome gaming content, especially since we're talking about uh, modern PlayStation with the PS3, PS4, and PS5. You're not going to want to miss it. This has been Zach Rogers and Morgan Pangle on Next on the Sticks.